You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. Fired up NFL draft with your host Daniel Garen Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Back from their episode, going to discuss the Senior Bowl, uh, which I will be attending. Like I said last time, uh, very excited to dive into these players. The really, really good group as per usual for this uh, this year in the Senior Bowl. Yeah, uh, in terms of some of these positions, it might be the best group uh, they've I've ever seen there, and especially quarterback, which is what we'll get to first. I think this is the best quarterback group um obviously there's been some great high-end players like josh allen and stands out as a guy and a lot of high-end picks who have more talent than any of these guys but in terms of the depth you have six guys who are just going to be six of your top seven picks at quarterback probably yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say i was say six of the top seven guys are here and you know you don't really see that at many years in mobile and part of that is the uh, lack of depth of this quarterback class after the first six or seven guys but that's a discussion for another day yeah uh so we will start there um for me my my favorite guy here um we talked about this a little bit with the last podcast um for me I I love Sam Howell. He so I I think he's got to be my pick for my favorite guy in this quarterback group. He is playing on the American team, which is the Jets. The Lions. It's it's Lions. the inverse. It's the yeah, inverse okay. of the conferences, which I hate. It makes it really confusing. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm probably with you there. I love Howell as well. Um, I think he got a pretty. I think he's getting kind of a raw deal because his offensive line this year regressed, and he lost uh, you know his four best players to the NFL around him and that offense is stupid so he couldn't do a ton but you know he's you know uh, there's a lot of comparisons to make baker mayfield mostly just because of build and i think kind of the offense he's running but you know he's a very good at runner as an athlete you know they used him in the running game a ton this year he's very accurate to all levels of the field and you know even for a relatively smaller guy in terms of height he's got a pretty strong arm like has a lot of zip on it and he can push it you know 50 yards down the field pretty easily and it and when he, if he's hitting on those deep balls, like he is hitting them perfectly. Like they are right in the bread, right in the bread basket guys in stride. So I like how a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, do you have a uh, quarterback here with the most to gain? I think for me, it's probably, it's probably really close between Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter. Um, I'll, I'll go with Willis because, you know, he's coming from a much small, a much like lower level of competition and Cincinnati, you know, you know, Cincinnati's playing, you know, in the college football playoff, they're playing these league teams. We kind of know what Desmond Ritter is because he's been around for so long. Willis is still a bit of a question mark because he was so electric in 29 or 2020. And then this year he kind of regressed because again, the offensive line was bad and he just had some bad plays. Uh, but I think that if, if he has a really strong showing in terms of, you know, displaying good accuracy, good decision-making, reading the field quickly, uh, he could really help his stock. I still think he, 
for me personally, I said this last time, I would really prefer for him to sit for a year to kind of learn behind a veteran, get accustomed to the NFL speed uh, because he has a lot of issues kind of just with the mental processing it part of the game. Uh, he'll kind of stare reads down and he has an incredible arm. So at the, you know, for Liberty, he can beat those defenders, but I'm concerned about his ability to do that at the NFL level. Yeah. I, I, I was also debating between Willis, but I actually was uh, picking Ritter on the other side of that coin. Uh, the two guys you were debating. Okay. Um, for me, I think Ritter, especially given how poorly he performed in the playoff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he really needs to have that bounce back game against another high level competition. Um, not, not that the AAC doesn't have pretty good competition. It's not like he's playing bums. Uh, he's not playing like a Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry to the Mac go sips. <laughs> um, but uh, it's not like he's playing a Mac schedule here. He he's playing Houston. He's playing Memphis. Like he's playing good teams throughout the year in the AAC, but it's just not at that same level that is going to be at the NFL. And so I think this is a good chance to actually show what he can do against a higher level of competition. Um, next up is the running back position. Um, well, a lot of interesting names here for me. Um, if we are to go with favorite, I have a, very very i know who this is i I know you can just say it i know it's gonna be okay fine it's damian pierce (laughs) listen dan mullen's an idiot for not using this guy he had i believe he had a he averaged a touchdown on about every six carries Mm -hmm. at florida a touchdown on every six carries, averaging over six yards per carry. Dude was insanely good as a as a senior last year for Florida. No offense to Malik Davis, who's in the draft. He ain't close to Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce was producing like a undrafted free agent, but he has the talent of a mid-round guy. It's just unbelievable how little he's used and honestly like i think that's a pretty good thing that he's used to being in that group and i actually had a tough debate here (laughs) between him and james cook both guys i really like on uh this american team for the lions i i like both these guys a lot i had a tough time deciding between the two but yeah damian pierce i think has a good amount of explosion i i think he can be a very very good player in a uh backfield rotation for a, a while in the nfl uh who's yeah, your guy yeah i knew you're gonna pick pierce i think I, I found this it's like 16 touchdowns on 119 touches last year so yeah just absolutely uh great you know snap or you know production per snap uh right there for me i'm gonna say my favorite and he also he might be my guy with most to gain uh but i'm gonna i want to talk about tyler Beatty, who is a late addition he's the running back from missouri who Missouri's been putting out a lot of NFL runners these yeah. last few years, but Beatty was kind of sitting behind them for the last few years. And this year he finally got the chance to be the starter and on a bad Missouri team went off. Uh, he had 1600 yards, 14 touchdowns uh, and then 54 catches for 330 yards and four more touchdowns, no fumbles and only one drop. So he was their entire offense. He's only five, eight, but he's an explosive little back. Uh, 
can do a ton of stuff. I think he actually has some return experience as well. So he can do everything for you as kind of third down back in the NFL. Uh, so he, he's not the greatest pass protector just because on account of his size. And that's kind of obvious, but I, I'm just excited to see what he can do in mobile because I think they're going to try to get him involved doing a lot of things, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield, lining him in the slot, having him return some kicks. Um, but yeah, I really love Tyler Beatty. I think he's going to be a, a big time player at the next level. Yeah. Um, for, for me, it's actually a guy that I thought was going to be returning to school. I didn't know he was actually coming out um, until he was announced on the senior bowl roster. That's a Saquandre white from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Um, He he's got an interesting athletic profile. um, And he has been productive in spurts, but with that South Carolina team, it's just, I know it's a first year coach Shane and Shane Beamer, but man, that offense at times got very hard to watch. And I don't think it was doing him any favors. So I think being in a more stable environment with actual quarterback play instead of, uh, instead of whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever uh, grad assistant you can grab transferring from North Dakota state <laughs> instead of him, um at quarterback i think having a more stable environment around him can really help him and uh let him show off the raw physical ability that he has yeah white's pretty fun like he actually when he he originally was at florida state and actually played linebacker there for a year before going to juco um and then he played on some defense as well at south carolina so you know he could him just himself use some stability in terms of playing um i, I think I'll, I'll still pick both tyler Brady for both mine but a guy to just keep an eye on is uh, Devonte Price, the running back yep. from FIU. Uh, big back, 6'2", 215. Um, FIU had a pretty bad team as well this year, so he flew pretty much under the radar, and he also got hurt towards the end of the year, so he got shut down. Uh, but he's an interesting player. You know, again, guy that can do a lot in terms of uh, running and catching the ball, bigger body. So I'll be interested to see if he can kind of keep up with the rest of these guys. But we'll move on to our next position group. Yeah, and a thing to remember with running back is I think – I think the practices with running backs are more valuable than the actual game. Oh yeah. Big time. So I, I think that's going to be where you see a lot of the value added for these running backs. Um, our next group is wide receiver. Um, for me, I, I mean, I, I think there's a, there's a very obvious favorite for me uh, in terms of just how funny is to watch it's calvin austin okay very very fun fast just ball of speed (laughs) five nine one sixty uh not giving you a ton of versatility but well yeah (laughs) but but like man you you get the ball in his hand and he's fun to watch Uh, i'll give him that and I, in terms of just the fun factor, he, he's my favorite. I don't think he's the best receiver here. I don't think he has the highest upside of receivers here. I don't think he necessarily fits in our other category of most to gain here, but he's just really fun to watch. And I mean, the obvious answer would have been Jahan Dotson if he was, that's where I thought you were going, honestly. No, uh, he isn't playing, right? Oh, I thought he was. Okay. I I thought he pulled out. Oh, he, he would have been the answer. So, 
I'll have to look into that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I would agree that Jahan Dodge was my best. But yeah, Austin is fun. Like, I mean, and he actually walked on at Memphis and he ran track for them and he qualified for all NCAAs twice. And he was a nine time high school state championship yep. uh, uh, running track. So he's he's a speedster, uh, but he's he's good. I mean, he's going to find a role just because you can turn him into a uh, you know, return specialist at the very least. And then, you know, if you you can find ways to get him involved in the offense. Uh, yeah, for me, and, the guy- and if Jahan Dotson is there and I just completely messed up and some for some reason thought he wasn't going to be playing and he is, um, then, yeah, it would be Jahan Dotson. But he's he is still listed on the huh. website roster, so he could just be going and maybe not playing. He'll just kind of do the drills or, or he'll just be, kind of be there. But he's still listed, so. I would assume that he's going, and I think we agree that he's the best receiver there in terms of draft position. I mean, he's 5'11", 184, uh, does really everything for Penn State despite not being the biggest guy. You know, they use him vertically. They use him on screens. They, you know, use him on over routes, just getting the ball in space and have him run after the catch. You know, he's just a do-everything guy that has been really productive for Penn State. I think he's actually, uh, I think he's top five in all of their career receiving statistics uh I'm trying to pull that up. he ranks second in catches and touchdowns and fourth in yards for a career at Penn State so been extremely productive there for them uh but my guy that I'm really interested in is Khalil Shakir the wide receiver from Boise State um uh, if you just I mean if you if, if you're listening to this and you got some time to kill just google Khalil Shakir highlights because this dude just makes spectacular catches just every week, just making insane one-handed grabs by the sideline, you know, getting up in the air. Uh, it's just a really incredible skill for him that he's able to do it consistently. Um, so that's really fun to watch, but he's also just super versatile. Like they get him the ball in the run game a ton. Uh, this year he had 21 carries, 130 yards. He has 71 carries for 414 yards in his career at Boise state. Um, his nickname apparently is Swiss because of the Swiss army knife because of how versatile he is. And he does like everything. So I'm excited to see him in mobile. Yeah, I think he's going to be really special, you know, especially on those one-on-one drills where he has able to like run some fader outs and make some pretty cool catches. He, yeah, for sure. And there, there's a lot of interesting guys here. Um, for me, my most, uh, my guy with the most to gain, I, I think has to be, um, it's a tough debate between uh, which of these guys, but I'm going to go with the most recently added uh, Ole Miss receiver, and that's Braylon Sanders. Um, I, I think he has a a lot to prove, and you look. I he wasn't initially invited, and I believe he was performing very well at the NFL PA Bowl. Um, before he was pulled out of there, uh, presumably to uh, let him play in the Senior Bowl here. Uh, I think being at a bigger stage against a higher level competition just allows him to show what he has. And I think he's he is the most unproven of all these guys, obviously some guys like Christian Watson from North Dakota state, lower level competition, but we we've seen him be good. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think we've seen the actual production from Braylon Sanders that you would necessarily like when you compare him to some of these other guys. Yeah. He's put up decent numbers, but I don't, he hasn't just, he hasn't done it against the best of his level obviously 
with Watson. He's done it against the best of the FCS. Not necessarily the best, period, but he's done it against the best guys in the FCS. Sanders mm-hmm. hasn't done it against the best guys in even the SEC. Um, which, to be fair, probably is like a higher, even the lower guys are probably a higher level than some of the best of the FCS. But it, I still want to see him be productive against a higher level of competition. And, and I did look it up. Uh, looks like uh, Jahan Dotson is not going to be there as well as uh, Devin Lloyd, Hassan Haskins, uh. and uh, Mike Rose. Oh, geez. Okay. All right, then. Well, that's disappointing. I wanted to see a lot of those guys. <laughs> All uh, right. Well, we moved to tight. We can move to tight ends yeah. now because uh, Khalil Shakir was mine. Yep. Uh, and uh, so for me, I mean, it's tough because I there's two tight ends again, one on each team that I look at as a guy that is up for my favorite. For me, I'm going with Rucker, um, who would also be my uh, guy with the most to gain here because he, Ohio State, the tight ends just aren't used a ton, but you see it in flashes, especially looking back last year at the semifinal um, in 2021, no, 2020, um, the 2020 semifinal game against Clemson. He showed those flashes of being able to be a very highly productive receiver. He just does not get targets in that Ohio State offense. So I, I think he has the talent to be up there with in, in the top five of these tight ends, but he just doesn't have the production to back that up. So he's both my favorite and the guy with the most to gain here this week. Okay. I would agree with that. I think Rucker, like a lot of people kind of had him as tight end one going into the year. And just because of how that offense developed, he just wasn't getting as many looks like you said. So he's got a pretty good opportunity here. Uh, my like top guy is Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado state. And he won the Mackey award. He was a consensus first team, all American led tight ends and receptions and yards just broke all the records they had at Colorado state. Um, only had one touchdown this year though, which, you know, that's just a Steve Adazio offense for you. Um, but he does everything, you know, he's your cl- more of a classic inline Y tight end, but he's you know, very good blocker, obviously a great receiver, uh, does everything for you. And that's why he's the best tight end here. In my opinion, in terms of the guy that I'm most interested in, and I think could really help himself the most it's, I'm going to go with Isaiah likely the tight end from coastal Carolina, who, uh, has been a, he's been an, uh, all American, all conference player, um, in their kind of like funky shotgun triple option offense uh, has had, he had some crazy games of production this year. Um, just getting and getting the ball and running after the catch. He's only six four two forty, So he's a little smaller, but he's an incredible athlete. And he's a really, really good aggressive blocker in both the passing and the running game. So, you know, you kind of, you think of him as like the spread tight end. It's kind of a hybrid player. You're like, Oh, he probably can't block ball, but he, he's a very good blocker. So I think that if he can, you know, go to mobile and show that he's that competent blocker, maybe even a plus blocker, he could kind of up his stock to being a, you know, top 100 pick possibly. And so was he both for you? Uh, so uh, McBride was my, my number one guy. Uh, and okay. then likely is my uh, most okay. to gain. All right. Um, all right. And so that moves us up to uh, O-line next. Um, O-line, especially in terms of tackles, I feel like has a lot of high caliber players. So for me, I, I think my my top guy here is uh 
is a uh, Bernard Raymond um, from Central Michigan, uh, the mm-hmm. tackle there. Um, is he Aus- Is he Germany? He's Austri- he Austrian. I couldn't remember if he was Austrian mm-hmm. or German. Yeah, he's um, Austrian. Yeah, uh, he's been pretty good. He's a uh, he hasn't been playing football all that long, um, and he just has a lot of physical talent. And I think you look at guys like Trevor Penning who are getting a lot of hype. I, I think Raymond could end up being the better, <laughs> the better prospect. I think he could end up being the top prospect on the line at the entire senior bowl. Um, yeah, a lot of people obviously Kennard is very high as well, but like, I think he has a chance to be, if not one, I think he has a good chance at being the number two guy here. Um, Zion Johnson, obviously um, from Boston college uh, has his fans. Yep. But, I mean, you're uh, talking to one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like though, I think those three are probably the argument for me for the top O lineman at the senior bowl. So I'm going with uh, Bernard Raymond. Yeah, a lot of people are penning fans, and I haven't watched on him because FCS tape is a little hard to get a hold of, but he has a ton of penalties. Yeah. And that's something that can, like, it, it, like I think he had 16 this year, and he has 34 in his career, which is a pretty big number, and that's concerning for a guy who's going up in competition a level. So that that's a red flag for me. Uh, in terms of my top guy, um, I guess I'll just talk about it. I'll talk about Zion Johnson, who's the uh, guard from Boston College, uh, where I went to school. So I'll gas him up a little bit. Uh, but so he was originally at Davidson, which is a D2 school, and then transferred up to BC. And he was playing a lot his first year there, but didn't become a starter until halfway through the season. And then once they put him in, that kind of revolutionized the offense. They just started running the ball a lot better. He was uh, pulling almost every play and was just depleting people consistently uh, in the run game. And in the last two years, they've shifted to a more pass centric offense and he's played, he played left tackle in 2020 and it was a bit of rough for the first few games, but then he settled in and he's was pretty consistent uh, despite only being six, three. And then he moved back to left guard this year and was as dominant as ever. Like he's just rock solid in pass protection. He's a mauler in run blocking, but he's great in gap and zone schemes. So um, I've been seeing him getting a lot more buzz as of late in terms of, you know, maybe being a first round pick. Uh, so I'm excited to see him, obviously. In terms of my guy that is the most to gain, I think this is really a really interesting discussion because the Senior Bowl, especially on the offensive line, they've done a really good job at identifying smaller school guys as of late and being like and bringing them up and saying, all right, here's your chance to compete and show that you, you belong at the highest level. Um so I met, we mentioned Trevor Penning. He's one of them. Um, there's a bunch of guys from FCS schools. Um, and it is, this is, it's also just a really good group um, for both teams. So I'm kind of trying to pick out my one guy. Do you here. want me to go with mine then? Um, I actually, I got it. It's Max okay. Mitchell. Okay. That's um, mine. Okay. Okay. So uh, you go ahead and talk about him. <laughs> oh, Matt, Max Mitchell. Um, obviously um, Louisiana school that has, valued the line heavily um very run heavy team um but I, I feel like he's been pretty good in pass protection as well um my one thing with him is he hasn't really necessarily faced that elite edge rusher um so i think him being able to face some of these edge rushers uh this week is going to be very very helpful for him i think he's pretty good as a run blocker and i think he's a solid overall player um but with a good week of uh 
good week of practice and a good game, I think he can really bump himself up from more of that mid-round guy to maybe sneaking up into being a um, being one of the top tackles off the board day two um, if he has a very good week. Just because he does have good film, it's just uh, doesn't necessarily have the top-level competition to back that up against. Um, yeah. I agree with all that. Well, I'll, I'll add just one other guy because I just agree with all of the things you said about uh, him. Um, Spencer Burford, who's the tackle from Texas San Antonio. Um, he's a bit of a lighter tackle, 6'5", 295, uh, but he's been a starter there for many years, played a lot of positions. But he reminds me of a guy who was there last year, Dante Smith, who was a very light offensive tackle out of East Carolina. I think when he showed up to Senior Bowl, he was like 275. Now he's up to 290 for the Bengals. He's on IR right now, but um, – just kind of similar players to me. So I'd be interested to see what Burford does uh, again, another small school guy, but well, let's move on to a defensive lineman. I have a feeling, I have a feeling I know we're going to go for this one too. Yeah. Uh, for, for defensive line, we will go with uh, interior guys first. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a guy we've talked about a ton. It's, I, I mean, I, I would have get, I gave some consideration to some of the guys on the national team, um, pr- mainly Travis Jones, Perry and Winfrey, but it's Devonta Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's my top guy here in this group. Uh, just was a very, very productive player for Georgia this year and that four man rotation that they had going in just all around game. He, he doesn't necessarily have the one aspect that is the standout trait, but I think he is just a very solid player. He's going to see himself uh, called very early on, see his name called very early on day two, and deservedly so. He's in that group with some of these top interior defensive tackles after you get past the Leal and Jordan Davis group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, that's, I definitely agree with everything you said. So I'll, I'll mention the other guy, uh, Perry and Winfrey, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma, who we talked about uh, during our defensive line uh, discussions. Uh, 6'4", 290. Uh, had a, he regressed a little this year just in terms of production, uh, but still just inc- lightning quick off the snap. Uh, Going to play three tech. That's where, you know, he's just a pure penetrator guy. Uh, but I really like him. I think he, he's going to dominate, you know, some of those drills where he just has to knife into the backfield and get penetration. So that's going to be good for him uh, going up against offense tackles one-on-one. He should be pretty solid there as well. So I think he's probably my top guy right now, but him and Wyatt are, are very, very close to each other um, in terms of guys that have the most to gain. Um, I know Logan Hall is the name that's kind of being hot right now. And I think part of that is because, of the rise that Peyton Turner had last year, also a Houston guy. They came to the senior bowl and had, he had, he had a big week. Um, so I think that could be a similar rise for him uh, in terms of, so he's one, I'm not sure he's going to be my one to pick though. Uh, just going back over the rosters, to make sure there's nobody I missed. Um, I'll go with, uh, I think Fedarian Mathis will be interesting because uh, he yeah. finished the year really strongly and he kind of makes me think of a um, a lighter or well a light version of um, Jordan Davis, you know. And you know, there's gonna be a lot of discussions as to you know should you take Jordan Davis in the first round uh, because he's not gonna play every down probably because of how big he is and what he's best at. Um, and so if you're a team that says yeah we don't want to take a nose tackle in the first round, 
if you take one like Fedarian Mathis in the second or third, and he gives you a lot of the same things in terms of ability as a run stopper and occasional pass rush uh, strength. So I'll throw his name in there. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's a guy that has a lot of struggles as a run defender. Um, so hopefully we get to see him um, show that. I think for him, the best way he can improve his draft stock this week is show that he can be competent against the run, and that's Haskell Garrett. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. he, he's a guy that has his strengths. Um, not as productive this year as he uh, was previously. Um, and I think some of that just has to do with the fact that I don't think this defensive line played as well as a whole as it did last year. Not, not just on Garrett specifically. I think the whole D line struggled a bit for Ohio state. So I'm going to go with Haskell Garrett. I think he has a lot to prove as a run defender. I I find it hard to see a team picking him on day two if there's just very little faith in his ability to play on first and second down. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, So we'll do uh, edges now. Yep. Edge rushers uh, for me. um, I look at this group and some of these guys that I know people are fans of, I haven't gotten the opportunity to, watch go back and watch film on but a guy that i have that i initially had concerns with uh upon initial viewing and the the more i watch the more i become fine with him as a prospect it, it's a uh, my jay sanders um mm-hmm. from cincinnati um had a lot of issues initially looking back at especially the older film um at his frame uh very high hipped um high-waisted, um, bit skinny early on, at, was able to add a bit of weight later in his career um, to fill out a bit. And I did not necessarily love um, some of the bend that he showed, but I think he's been proven to be in a not ideal situation. That three-three-five that they like to run isn't ideal for him. Um, I, I would prefer him to be playing out a little bit wider than that um but i think he's shown the ability to be a solid player both as a pass rusher not going to be a high sack guy um but solid in that front and also be able to provide it uh, good support as a run defender so he's going to be my uh top guy at edge here um who's yours yeah, I fully agree with that analysis of him like that scheme just did not do him many favors and you know even when he kind of got more comfortable in it, it still just wasn't going to be best for him. But my guy is uh, Jermaine Johnson uh, from Florida State, who was originally at Georgia and transferred because, again, couldn't find playing time. Shocking. Um, well, he, he did play a little bit, but then he just kind of wanted a bigger role. Um, but transferred to Florida State, and this year he was just unbelievably dominant. And, then, like, again, I'll come back to Boston College. He, like, almost single-handedly destroyed Boston College in their matchup. He was unstoppable. Uh, I'm just pulling up his uh, numbers here. So this year he had uh, 18 tackles for loss. He had 12 sacks. He was just everywhere as a pass rusher. He's 6'5", 262. 
Um, and it's interesting because Georgia played him standing up a lot. Uh, Florida State didn't do that as much. They let him kind of be a more of a pure regular defensive end. So he can do both. I think he's just more comfortable in that, you know, three point stanch fire off the edge role. Um, so he's my number one guy in terms of guys I'm most interested in at the edge position. Um, I'm probably going to go with Cameron Thomas, who's the defensive end from San Diego state. And he's another guy that, um, kind of dealt with being miscast early in his career. Uh, they San Diego state is famous for running that three, three, five defense. Uh, so he actually played some nose tackle early on in his career, but then over the last years, they've been moving him further out. And this year he was the mountain West defense player of the year. He was all mountain West for the first team for the third year in a row. He got some all American nods. Um, he had 20 and a half tackles for loss and 77 pressures, uh, including 11 and a half sacks. So he was ex- extremely productive in the mountain West. He's can play, uh, you know, edge, he can bump inside, you know, rush over the B gap or even the A gap um, and do a lot of different stuff. Uh, he's really long. He's really interesting. So he's somebody that I think will be able to really shine in the one-on-one period. So I, for me, I don't want to be a homer here, but he has a ton to prove. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I knew, I knew, it, I knew it was coming. <laughs> the thing is, are we sure Zach Carter has enough athleticism to actually play edge? <laughs> so like, I think, I think he has a lot to prove because I don't know if he has, if he's going to be able to play edge. I don't know if he has the athleticism. He, he's a strong guy. He's very strong, but I just don't know if he has the athleticism. And I think that's going to be the whole question mark. Um, what were you going to say? I was going to say he just might be a guy that, you know, puts on 10 to 15 pounds and plays uh five tech and a three, four. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that would be the solution if he isn't athletic enough, but I, I just don't know if he's going to be. And for <laughs> me, I would lean towards no, I would lean towards the answer being no, I don't think he is athletic enough to be an actual four, three edge. Um, So I, I think that your solution would be the best, way to get something out of him but i look at a lot of these guys and there there's a lot of talent at the edge position because we only hit on a few but uh kingsley and igbare josh Mm -hmm. pascal um Mm -hmm. very talented players they could have been up there for the favorite portion um boy mafe also as well on the uh national arnold epichetti had a big year this year too for penn state oh yeah yep the transfer from temple Mm -hmm. um yeah all those guys have really shown a high level ability as uh dns and there's a lot of good depth there so I, i think that this is a pretty good edge rusher class overall Mm -hmm. at the senior bowl um next up we have linebackers um i can guarantee you i will not be a homer in this one dear god i'm not (laughs) picking jamario moon for anything (laughs) i think we can say that if he were there we would both pick devin lloyd as the best guy there yes yes uh uh, easily um so we'll we'll go we'll try to pick other ones but go ahead (laughs) man this one's tough i don't love this linebacker class yeah it's a bit of a weird group Um, um for for me, it's between Darian Beavers and Quay Walker. Okay, Darian Beavers was one of mine. My other consideration was Chad Muma, but I also i I love Quay Walker mainly because he terrifies me. Yeah, I, I haven't watched 
uh, enough Wyoming to be able yep, to get same. a good read on him. So I couldn't pick him for uh, the top guy here. But yeah, Quay Walker <laughs> is just, um, he's the guy that when you are walking off the bus, you put mm-hmm. him first. First you team, let, yep. Yep, you, you let him be uh, your opponent's introduction to your football team. Um, and, you know, honestly, hopefully the running back's introduction to your football team and yeah, may, maybe even the quarterback if you want, if you want, if he wants to scramble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to have anybody be uh, introduced to Quay Walker, um, except for me. I would not want to do no, that. No, absolutely not. Um, but uh, yeah, Quay Walker, just a physical beast. I believe he's 6'4", 240. Yeah, and um, about maybe like 1% body fat, maybe less. Yeah. It's just all muscle, and it's all just – it's jacked. It's, it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> yeah, he is just something, man. And, and Beavers has been pretty good for Cincinnati. Um, again, he's a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Um, 6'4", 255. He's a, yeah, he's a I, Belichick linebacker, but I, I like him a lot. I think he's really fun. <laughs> yeah, like – I don't believe I this has ever been said in the history of football. Quay Walkers might be the better uh, guy in coverage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, th- those guys are both really good uh, players that I really think can be uh, productive here this week. Uh, who did you have? I I'll I, I like I said like I think Muma could be up there. Uh, I'll talk about him a little bit. Uh, First team all Mountain West this year, led the conference in tackle, solo tackle, second in total. Uh, he was a converted safety from high school and then he bulked up, played linebacker, 6'3, 242. Uh, very, I mean, like people are going to make the comp for him to Logan Wilson because they both played for Wyoming. They're both white linebackers and it's still pretty apt. You know, he's probably even a better version of Logan Wilson, just more athletic, can make more plays. So he's interesting. But the, the guy I really want to talk about, and this might be my guy with the most to gain, um, is a later addition. And it's Troy Anderson, okay, who's the yep. linebacker from Same. Montana State. And I'm saying this because this guy, so in high school, he played quarterback and safety. When he came to Montana State, he started at running back and linebacker as a true freshman. As a sophomore, he started at quarterback in 11 of 13 games. He also played a little bit of defense. In 2019, he moved to linebacker and has been there full-time pretty much since. Uh, but in high school, he also played basketball and competed in track and field. And this guy is just incredible. He was uh, first team all American. He won FCS defensive player of the year this year. Uh, he's just, and he's six four two thirty five, and he just does everything. And he's absolutely incredible. Uh, he had 147 total tackles this year. Uh, and I just can't wait to see him against, you know, uh, FBS talent. I think, I really think he can compete with them and succeed for the most part. And I'll just be thrilled to see what he can do. Yeah, uh, he he was my guy as well in here. Um, But I I will take this time to ask you about a guy that I saw being um, ridiculously, in my opinion, um, over-slotted. We talked about on the last podcast, I had some um, issues with uh, the Draft Network's uh, rankings. Um, (laughs) Jojo Doman was uh, ranked 68th overall. Yeah, a lot of people like him. <laughs> one, one spot ahead of Lewis Seen. Okay, I have a problem now. <laughs> that was my problem. Yeah, that's uh, 
that's something. <laughs> I'm sorry, he is not a better player than Lewis no, C. <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, the, the funniest thing about jo- Jojo Doman is that on PFF, excuse me, he's listed as a cornerback because of how much he plays in the overhang. Like they, because that's where like all of his snaps are. He's playing like outside the box. Um, oh, oh, so you mean like Dane Benton? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he's an older player. He's had some injuries. Uh, collect a lot of tackles over his career. Um, and this, this is going to be kind of something we have to talk about with prospects in this new kind of age of football is, you know, how much can you play outside the box and, you know, still be a successful quote linebacker at six, one, two 30, like, cause you're, you're not going to be fast enough to play safety in the NFL and you might just not be big enough or strong enough to play linebacker. So the, the he'll be, he'll be an interesting one to see what he can do. Luck, luckily this year, I don't think we're going to have the case of, um, Patty Fisher and tough Borland that we had at senior bowl last year, which those guys were uh, having a bad time for pretty much the whole week. I mean, I mean, I can tell you who the, that guy will be this year. It'll, it'll be Jeremiah moon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but <laughs> at one uh, point they moved Patty Fisher to fullback last year. And I was like, now that's, we can talk about that. Yes, that's... that is, <laughs> that is interesting. Uh, I am there for that. Yeah. But, uh, no, uh, we can move on here to uh, the DBs. Um, man, speaking of, let's let's just say, speaking of safeties, you stand. Let's just, or we both stand, I guess. So let's let's just you, you can start off with our guy. His name is Leon O'Neill Jr. and he is very good at football. Mm-hmm. Yes, brother. Yes, <laughs> and he is Preach. criminally underrated. He is a yeah. third round pick all day, every day, probably even second for me and you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this guy is good. Um, in terms of safeties, he's my top safety here. Um, I know there's going to be some cross training among the corners, um, playing some safety. Um, can't wait to see actually Cam Cam Taylor Britt. I really want to see mm-hmm. him at yeah. safety. Um, yeah, because we talked about him being a potential safety convert was where we both liked mm-hmm. him best. Yeah, a lot, lot of our guys are here. We've, we have a yes. good good number of guys that we watched and number of ones we liked. Uh, Roger another- McCreary, yep. Darian Kendrick, who we just went over last episode, uh, Jalen Peter. Um, so, yeah, yeah they, just- got some, they got some small school guys too. Uh, Gregory Jr. from Wachita Baptist, uh, Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State. Uh, you know, going all over the map here. Uh, but the the guy that I want to talk about, I guess, well, so my top guy here uh, is Roger McCreary, uh, corner from Auburn, who's yeah. uh, their press corner boundary guy, uh, really sticking in man coverage, like everything he does. Uh, he's originally from Mobile, so this will be a homecoming game for him, which is exciting. Um, again, I totally agree with you, uh, Leon O'Neill, getting criminally underrated by almost everybody in this space. Hopefully he really shows out here and, you know, shows everybody that he deserves to be a top uh top hunter pick maybe even a second round pick uh the guy i want to talk about though is elante taylor who's the corner from tennessee and this year he started all 12 of the regular season games he set career highs in tackles passes broken up and interceptions he's converted wide receiver um and i watched a good bit of him just because i had heard his name i was like oh what's this guy about um and when we talked about josh joe we really praised his physicality and elante taylor is that and more in that he is more physical as a tackler and as a press defender. And he's just a better athlete and better uh, cornerback in terms of his ability to 
stay in man coverage and, you know, just, just play as a coverage defender. I really like Alante Taylor. I think he'd be best in that kind of like zone, like a classic zone press, like Seattle cover three kind of thing. Uh, Cause he's six foot one ninety five, So he's got good height, pretty decent length. So I like Alante Taylor a lot. I think he's gonna be a top 100 pick and I like his skill set for a, you know, uh, zone press team. Yeah. He, he isn't a guy that I've gotten to yet, but uh, very interested to see him. Um, Another guy that's gotten a lot of buzz, especially this week, is Mario Goodrich mm-hmm. um, yeah. from Clemson. He's, he's been a hot name recently. Um, uh, to, to add on to Alante Taylor, I know, again, Jim Nagy is uh, he's one of the guys that he specifically mentioned as getting uh, some reps at safety. Um, so um, that will be interesting. And I mean, for me, my guy with the most to prove, I think – is honestly going to be Kobe Bryant. Okay, that's a good – I like that pick. He's – I think he's the best <laughs> – I think he's the best corner on this team for the national team. Um, I would agree with that. It's not a good group. <laughs> no, no, it's it's ridiculous what, what Jim Nagy did to these guys. Dude, I mean, look at the t- the differences in the tight end groups. They're so it's so unfair toward uh with a waiting towards the uh, national team. Like all the top dudes are on that team. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, with corner, it's it's yeah. uh it is also unfairly weighted as well. Yeah, I, I feel like the I feel like in my opinion, I think they I think they gave the, the defense to the American and the offense to the national team. I would, I think I tend to agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think this is going that, that side of the ball is going to be the most intriguing one. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Kobe Bryant won the Thorpe award, even though sauce Gardner is better than him across from him on the same team. But yeah, I mean, if he can prove like, Hey, like I deserve this award, like I'm really good in my own right. Then yeah. Maybe he can, you know, help himself a lot. So I, I agree with that pick as well. Yeah. And, uh, did you have anything to add here on DBs? Uh, nope. And I don't think we need to do specialists. <laughs> I'll just oh, say that. I, I mean, yeah, I, I can hit it quick, quick. Um, Cameron Dicker is the better of the kickers in this game. Um, yep. If we're being honest, uh, Carmada, Camarda is the better punter. Probably. Um, yep. And then uh, Adam Midas looks fun. <laughs> the long snapper from Pitt. Oh, I haven't watched him. So, oh no, like I, I'm just saying his his appearance is fun. He's got like really oh. long hair. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, God, I haven't watched any long snappers. What am I? How do I? I don't even know how to evaluate those. I'm just saying he looks like a fun person. Um, yeah, and then uh, for fullbacks, Connor Hayward oh, yeah. is the better of the fullback. Ooh, I disagree with that. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. You think, I think Hall's, I, Hall's I, the better fullback? I do. I like Hall a lot. I think I think Hayward still. It's it's a weird transition because he was originally running back. Now he's like a fullback tight end hybrid. Yeah. Um. I think I think Hall can like legitimately do everything. Like run the ball, block, be an inline, be like a tight end. You know. I think I think Hall's better. I think he's a better athlete. I think he can do a lot more. Yeah. Um. Oh, what's his name? The backup uh, fullback for the Browns. I know you won't know. Stanton. This. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he, that's what Hayward reminds me a lot of. Okay. Um, I, I can see that as a comp for Hayward and I, I mean, Stanton's an interesting player. I think he, as I think the Browns would be better off, uh, keeping him. So, um, before we head out after this, uh, senior bowl preview, um, do you want to 
bit of news. Um, I get McQuanu's odds to be the first overall pick moved up from plus 10,000 to plus 500. Um, so that that's very interesting that he now appears to be very much in the running for that first overall pick by the Jaguars. Here's the thing. I've watched, I watched him. I watched, I only watched three games. I watched two games from 2020 and one game from 2021. And I watched the first two and I was like, okay, like this guy is, he's got skills, but he's got a lot to work on, especially his hands. I watched the 2021 game. It was him against Clemson. So it's a great matchup. And he seemed to fix all those issues. I was like, wow, that's awesome. With that being said, I really don't think he deserves to be the number one pick. He still has a lot to work on and he's still not like just the best, just not the best pass blocker. So that's my two cents. Yeah, no, but uh, I'm, I'm there with you. Uh, but there are a lot of big fans of Ikem Equanu. Um, yeah, but just a very interesting Senior Bowl week. If you can, make sure to take the time to check out that game. It's a very fun game. Um, got, I mean, if you're a quarterback needy team, you have to be tuned in. The only one mm-hmm. that's not there is Matt Corral. Mm-hmm. Uh, so r- really, this is just going to be a very, very fun game. Um, so... Uh, we will be back after the senior bowl. Um, we will be able to recap uh, who we liked there. Uh, so until then, let's get fired up.